I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. We're going to start things um, a little bit back to front here. We'll be speaking shortly with Ben, who had the uh, the pleasure of watching a 2-0 win over Woking at Hewish Park on uh, on Tuesday night. So we'll be talking all about that. And we'll be talking about the upcoming fixture at Solihull Moors this weekend. Um, but to start off, we thought we'd uh, have a chat with uh, Joel Butler, who some of you might remember from the uh, Solihull Moors bandwagon fanzine, joined us before the season even began to tell us a little bit about what we might uh, see from our then new signing, Adi Youssef. But we're not going to talk to him about Adi Youssef tonight. We're going to talk to him instead about Solihull Moors and what's been going on in the first few months of the season. So, Joel, to start with, welcome back to the Glovers cast. Thanks. Yeah, it's nice to be back talking to you again. Absolutely right. I must have done a good job first time. We invited you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, obviously uh, it's a few few months on and uh, a few uh, games into the season now. I think it's probably fair to say that uh, you, your your season has started better than ours. I think when we spoke at the beginning of the year, the uh, beginning of the campaign is probably what we expected. I mean, how would you summarise the start of the season for Solihull Moors this year? It was a bit of a slow start. Um, we. Got a draw with Rex on the open day, which was never bad, but we probably should have won that game. Better team, but conceded silly goals. Um, same again, ended up drawing with Barney at home. Should have won, conceded a silly goal late on. Conceded four silly goals to lose to Weymouth. So it was a bit, you know, after the first three games, it wasn't looking great. But then after that, we slowly started to curb the openness. But for, you know, the same mistakes cropping up again when we lost 5-1 away at, at Dagenham. But other than that, it, it's kind of been ranging and dragged in the opposite direction where we're now winning by the odd goal, which, you know, I mean, I'd much rather be up in the playoffs winning by the odd goal, doing it the sort of West Brom way than, uh, than having, uh, not knowing what the result's going to be every week because you have no idea whether you're going to outscore the opposition. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like you say, that that Weymouth game was a bit of a ding dong, wasn't it? You were, was it, it they were four, one up at one point? Yeah, and yeah, then... it, was, it was really poor. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for, for one of our new signings, um, Matt Preston, uh, he came into the team straight away because of defensive injuries. You look up from scratch, he looked like he would be making two or three fairly serious mistakes every game, which I suppose what happens when you sign players from Barnet. But, uh, yeah. 
yeah, he he hadn't he didn't have a great start, and, and neither did Steen with him in it. But uh, it's definitely picked up since then, and slowly I think slowly people are warming to the new manager as a result, which is always nice. Yeah, I was going to ask. Neil Ardley obviously came in in the um, in, in in the summer, and like I say, uh, was it two, two draws and a defeat in the first three, but then three wins on the bounce, and uh, yeah, and your three wins on the bounce going into the um, to the game with Yeovil. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, well, four if you include the, the cup game, of course, yeah, yeah, as well. Right. Um, although I think that was a heavily changed team, so I don't think it really counts in the same way. But um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it seems to be going fairly well for now. Two good results in the win over Halifax and the win over Altrincham, given where they are on the table. Um, so yeah, we're fairly. I think we we going into Saturday fairly confident. Yeah. And, and like you say, uh, low-scoring wins, but wins nevertheless. I mean, does that suggest a, a problem finding the net, or or is it just uh, so you know once you, you you get your noses in front, you're quite happy to to stick with that? I think we we do, we do create a lot of chances that mm. um, that are really clear-cut chances. I think it, it's something that's been observed about Ardley's style of football at other places he's been, where it's I think this is something that really frustrated not counter fans where he was. Uh, perhaps prematurely stacked there with them in the playoffs, but it was all sort of wing play, getting balls into the box, but then not necessarily having anybody regularly getting on the end of them. Um, but I think he does like to play a quite uh, cautious. You know I mean, despite despite the early goal fests and then some of the results, I think he, he clearly does like to play quite cautious style of play with three centre backs and then uh, two. Kind of pressing forwards, really. I guess where they're they're just there to close down and try and force a mistake out of the opposition defence and make make those runs like like uh I mean I think we were talking about this with Dallas where he's one of those um sort of hard working players who will keep on making the runs. But I think Newton can play in a similar role as well. Um and it means that sort of the more creative players. I mean, admittedly, Jamie Osborne, he's been out injured for a long time. He's earned his back, but we're kind of playing better without him in the team. Because he's not putting in the shift in the same way, he'll he'll have all the sort of fancy flicks and um, you know the odd killer ball, but he's not constantly contributing to the the press in the same way. Yeah, and I, and I was going to ask you. You mentioned Dallas there, Andy Dallas. I remember he was a player that um, obviously had some quite goal scoring exploits down at Weymouth last season, and uh, a number of Yeovil fans when we were crying out for a striker early in the season. We're hoping he, he, he comes to us. So obviously, he didn't. He, um, I think he got, was it three in his first uh, five or six games for you, but then then hasn't scored then? I mean, how would you summarise uh, Andy Dallas's uh, start to the season? I think it's, it's been solid. Um, I think, we, like I said, because of the way he's been played, I don't think we're going to have one out-and-out prolific goal scorer this season. And if, if we do, it's going to be one of the, Sort of midfield runners like like Joe Spar has been so far, um, but Dallas he's he's been sort of tireless in being asked to to make that high press, make runs into the channels, and that's where the the goal that made the difference against Halifax came from on Saturday, where he just made another one of those sort of runs to runs to nothing, sort of chasing a lost cause, but the ball got to him that time and he was able to put it back across for a tap into someone else. So I think I think I'm I'm not sure what his assist stats are for the season, but his if if his assists aren't high, his goal involved must be high. Even if he's not scoring every week, he's, he's yeah, he's not had a bad start at all. Yeah, and and so the start, uh, Joe, is it Sabra the Sabara, yeah, Sabara, beg your pardon, yeah. So he's he's top scorer, am I right? Is he? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He's um he's a sort of tricky attacking midfield player. He's not very big, but he's he's quick and he's skillful. He actually came down from Burton. Uh, he's got Championship and League One experience. Whatever okay. he could work out there for him, but he's fine. Last season, he kind of came in and out, and you know, he showed flashes of what he could. Do. But so far this season, he's really looked like the player who's got that higher level experience. Okay, so he'll be he'll be one to watch at the weekend then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. I really like him as a player. Actually, you know, he, we had him on loan when he was a teenager, um, while he was sort of on the fringes of Burton while they were in the championship, um, and this was in the. Became second in flowers, but because of the squad being settled and I suppose him being a slightly different sort of player to anything else we got, he struggled to, to get into that side. But every time he did make a cameo appearance, he looked good, he seemed kind of underused. So I think people were quite excited when we then signed him permanently a couple of years down the line. Okay, 
And, uh, and I mean, we had this strange anomaly last season, didn't we? Obviously, none of us were, were there to see it. But uh, you walloped us, I think 5-1 it was, at, uh, at your place. And then three days later, we beat you 3-0 at our place. I mean, bit of an anomaly, that one. And what, what can um, we expect? Can the Oval fans who, who turn up at uh, Adamson Park expect to um, to see this weekend from Sully Moors? So I don't think we'll win 5-1, but I think we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. lose 3-0 either. Yeah, it'll probably be yeah. another sort of um, tight, catchy one. Um, I, I mean, personally, I expect, given our, given our run and given yours, we would probably expect to win. Um, but I, I don't think it'll be any runaway scoreline. It'll be a tight one from start to finish. And um, I think, yeah, I think despite, despite the fact that we have started winning by the odd 1-0 or 2-1 or whatever, we still, and, and we haven't succeeded actually in quite a few games before, before last night. But there's still this sort of hint of openness at the back sometimes, playing with the wing backs and getting caught on the break, and then you know, relying on the on Ryan Boots' ability as a goalkeeper to protect those clean sheets sometimes, giving away some of those chances. But, but I think, um, I mean, I don't know how useless we're playing for, for Yeovil, but you know, when you have players who you have that. Sort of one-off finishing ability to give them that one-on-one chance, then there's always the chance that they then score a goal, which I think you know, I saw a little bit of that last night in the first half, for anyone who watched it against uh, against Altrincham, where it just took them beating um, Carl Sturry in the midfield, you know, unfortunately twilight of his career, so he's done for pace a little bit, then one killer ball through and, and he's, he's done a little bit if he can't regroup defensively fast enough. Yeah, well, it'll be you, you'll be you'll be pleased to hear that uh, up until last night, where um, we scored uh, we scored twice, we've been really struggling for goals. We uh, we had a three 0 win away at Stockport, um, was about nine games again now and uh, ago now, and then it's been draws and um, and defeats up until Tuesday night when we beat Woking two um, 0 at home, um, and uh, and Yusuf he, he's been in and out of the side. He did score the third goal up at um, uh, up at Stockport he's um he's not really starting did start on Tuesday against um against Woking we've had another um player Joe Quigley um who's been around the divisions a bit he's probably played at Solihull at some point seems to play for everyone else but he um uh yeah he's he's our top scorer at the moment with six I think but he's been struggling for form um it's probably fair to say in the last um in in, in the last few so yeah Yusuf started on on Tuesday um, and and looked all right by the sounds of it. Bit of a, a kind of a wrecking ball of a, of a centre forward, I think. Um, uh, these days, he got sent off for barreling his way into a ball and would um, centre half um, a few weeks ago. But um, but yeah, he seems to offer something a bit a, a bit different. So yeah, maybe uh, getting back on familiar territory at Solihull might uh, you know inspire him to, uh, to to get some more goals. He's off and away with a player. Comes against their old club, isn't it? But yeah. unfortunately. Fortunately for us, like last time, he was uh, his, his last spell at Damson Park wasn't so hot, so maybe we'll just carry on from that. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that's not the case. I can't think off the top of my head of any ex yeovil players that you've got in your uh, in in your side, because yeah, we always have the same thing. You know, always dread the uh, the former player coming back to haunt you. So um, so yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, our turn. But every club I speak to, and I say that everyone has always says, "Oh yeah, old players coming back and scoring against you." It happens to everyone, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I think also if you recognise the player, you just notice it, don't you? Like, yes, uh, I think I think I would I would, I would have noticed if Quigley had scored as well. Uh, I should say I mean, he's not one of our former players. He's been around quite a bit. Somebody, yeah. somebody you recognise, whereas if it's you know it could be the other team's top scorer, but if you've never heard of them, it's not going to pay much attention. Are you? No, probably not. Probably not. Fantastic. All right, John. Well, that's great. Well, I really appreciate you joining us again. And um, now we're going to uh, go back and we're going to have a chat with Ben uh, about Woking, uh, Solihull uh, and, and and everything. But so, Joe, we'll see you on uh, on Saturday. Great. Yeah. Well, good luck. All right. Andy, thanks a lot. Bye. Okay, so we're back. It's Dave and now it's Ben as well. And uh, I've just remembered that I said that I didn't think that there was any other playing connections between Solly on Moors and Yeovil Town, but there is one. Ben, who is it? It's Mr. Adam Rooney. Adam Rooney, exactly. I mm. sat 
on Tuesday night whilst you were on the Thatcher's stand and watched him play for Solihull Moors. So I should have known that, really. Did he play? Did he come off he the did. bench? He played. No, he played against Oldham. I think he started. He was oh. definitely there. There you go. There you go. No, I didn't know. There you go. But um, yeah, they've um, they've they've had a few. We we did a bit of uh, Wikipedia Wikipedia ing before we uh, before we started chatting, and apparently Jake Edwards and Lee Morris have both also represented at both clubs. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Josh Noyfield was another one, wasn't he? Josh Noyfield. There you go. Yes. A little there. Oh, the links just go on and on and on. And they on. do indeed. There's probably yeah. more. Let us know, good people. Let yeah. us know. How are you, Dave? I haven't said hello yet. Uh, no, right? I'm, I'm doing all right. You made it back to the north of England uh, safely then, by the looks of it. Yes. Yes, we did. It's been a whirlwind few days in Somerset. It always is. Never long enough. Absolute chaos for the vast majority of the time, but always worth it as well. So, uh, yeah, pop down a couple of birthdays on the horizon and one just gone. Who knows what Christmas is going to look like? So we thought we've got a couple of days. Let's run and just uh, belt it down the the M1, M42, M5 and then belt it back up again within a few days later. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're back up, ready to attack a busy weekend. Yeah, absolutely. But you got the chance to see a match whilst you were down there and, and bumped into a few old faces by the sounds of it. Or one old face. Sorry, one old face. not that old. Yeah, but not that old. Um, younger than yeah. me. Really nice. Really nice to go in and be, as I said, on my five conclusions, which you can now read on the gloverscast.co.uk. Um, yeah, it was really nice just to be a fan again. It was, wasn't it? That was my, <laughs> that was my proper presenter voice. Um yeah, it's really nice to be a fan again. I haven't done it for, for years for obvious reasons. Um, very, very lucky to be asked occasionally to do a few bits for the BBC and I'll be doing it again this Saturday. Um, really, really appreciate those moments. But it was nice. It was really nice just to just to chat with Dad on the terrace and just have an hour and a half to ourselves without kids running around, making noise and getting in everyone's way. Um, yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. There, there weren't many there. Unfortunately, I would like to have shared it with a few more people, but fine. You're suggesting that the, the couple of thousand that was announced as attendance wasn't uh, correct? There were not 2,000 people in that stadium. No. No chance. What if you um, crossed your eyes? Were there? If Took you your crossed your eyes, off? yeah, and, and strategically placed mirrors, then maybe, <laughs> yes, you might have got to 2,000, but there, yeah. was, there, there, there wasn't 2,000. That was counting season ticket holders whether they're there or not but uh, yeah. it didn't look full it, at times it looked really really empty until about 10 minutes before kickoff and there was a surge into the thatcher stand but yeah no sort of uh pre-match the yeah the early uh the early warm-ups and stuff were were very very sparse but mm. nevertheless those that did go and those that did part with their hard earned or their earned um got to see a win and a pretty good one actually yeah. truth be told a fairly not easy win there's no such thing as an easy win but comfortable win a win where we never really looked like we were in much in the way of bother which was nice a clean sheet tom knows back on the score sheet uh to an early goal in each half that seemed to be the story of the of the evening what uh, what did you what did you make of it all that was your first one since well since stockport wasn't it since stockport yeah, yeah. um I, I thought I thought it just ticked a lot of boxes. I thought we were very uh, clear about how we were going to go about things with our front three. I thought we were very fairly obvious in our attacking options. And quite frankly, it boiled down to the fact that Knowles uh, and Wakefield were better than than their options to stop Knowles and Wakefield um, going forward. Chances came quite early. I like the urgency of the midfield. Uh, Jordan Barnett. Uh, anyone who's seen the highlights knows that Jordan Barnett grabs the grabs the ball out of the uh, of uh, Skivo's hand, I think it is, and just launches it in. Even a couple of minutes before that, though, that was in the sixth, seventh minute. By that time, we'd already um, we'd already had a goal disallowed. Adi Yusuf was offside for his for for the first minute as well. So we'd kind of got out of the traps early, shown some real urgency. And then what I was pleased with was that we didn't kind of sit on it. We got to 1-0 at half time, and everyone, everyone around, every sort of mini conversation was, please just don't sit on this. Please don't come, please don't come out and defend and, and shut up shop. We aren't good enough for that. And we didn't. We came out and we went exactly the same, and it was just copy and paste. Mm -hmm. And Tom Knowles will be really grateful to get that goal. And I know a lot's been made and a lot's been talked about how he might end up going on a bit of a run now. 
well, let's hope that that does kickstart things because it was just a really, really nice moment considering we're at the end or getting towards the end of a, a long stint of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays. We kept going for as long as we could. They're a fit bunch. That much I do know. They are a fit, fit bunch. They are. They work and work and work. And it was only really 80 minutes or so where we where we shut up shop and said, we're done. We can't really keep going. The uh, the forward passes became a little bit more rushed and hurried and and just hoiked away, basically, um, with with Wakefield and Knowles aimlessly chasing at times. But it was it was nice. It ticked a lot of boxes. Um, I like that front three, you know, I really do. Even if it is a slight detriment to the midfield that I was talking about where it doesn't quite look right, that midfield, somehow it doesn't quite feel like it's all set yet. Um, but as a three, well, two of the three at, at least, the, the third one, the middle one, feels a little bit interchangeable. But those two, they are so, so exciting. And a lot of defences, defences better than Wokings, will not fancy it at all. Yeah, well, you uh, and and you were talking there about. Or I was talking with uh, with Joel about Adi Youssef, and you and I spoke with him when he signed, didn't we? Uh, about him. What did you make of Adi Youssef on Tuesday against Woking? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what I made of him. I was pleased <laughs> that he started because I think we all agreed that, that Joe Quigley just needed a bit of needed taking out the firing line. It was something that the manager spoke about today was that he saw physical fatigue alongside the mental fatigue of having to lead the line throughout the early part of the season. Um, and so I was pleased to see Adi Yusuf get another start. First start since his red card game, I think. I think I might say. That's um, right, yeah. And I think he did everything back to goal fine. There wasn't so much hoofball that we've been told about. It was more thoughtful passing forward through Yusuf and through the, um, through the defence to try and get to Knowles and Wakefield. I feel like that back to goal stuff was okay. I feel like he... Gave away a few too many free kicks, but I also feel like he got a few free kicks as well. Um, second half, he was anonymous. I didn't really see him at all. I'm not surprised to see quickly come on because I felt like there needed to be something else up front, especially as the game was tiring and our players were tiring and and Woking were having a little bit of a kitchen sink at us. Um, but for me, okay, I would expect him to start on Saturday and keep Quigley on the bench as a bit more of an impact should we need him later on. Um, but I think I, I think I described it as a lack of match-defining razzmatazz. Right. Um, I don't think he did much wrong. I'm just not sure what he did right either. He had the razz without the mataz. Yeah, yeah, there was, there, there was some razz. Very little mataz. Um <laughs> It was, it was a strange one. It was a strange one. And maybe part of me wants to give him a bit of benefit of the doubt and say, give him four or five games as a bit of a run now and sort of hang your hat on him and say, right, you need to lead this line now. Quigley's done it for us for six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. You need to put your shift in now and let him just recover and recoup and get through to the point where Ruben Reed comes back or whoever it is comes in. So for me, I think, I think I'm still just siding on give him another go come Saturday and, and see if you can get a bit of a run out of him. And there's a clean sheet there as well. I know when I was looking at Woking, um, I was a little bit worried about them going forward. Uh, Tavon Campbell, I know he hadn't scored for a couple when, um, but by then, but he was in decent form. And we all know former player curse, as we were saying with Joel just now, but um, they've got that Effiong as well, is it? The big brute up front. Um, so I was a little bit worried about them, but it, from listening to it on the commentary with Wheelie and, uh, and Sheridan, it didn't sound like we were too troubled by them. Far from, yeah. Far from it. Um, I jokingly said to Foxy, I said, how many is Tavon getting today? Mm. And um, he, he never got in the game. Is the honest answer? He never got in the game. Um, their main threat actually was from um, uh, Kretschmeyer. Oh, yeah. The, the midfielder. Yeah, he's a good player, though, isn't he? Yeah. Good player. But then they brought him off. Right. about 15, 20 minutes from the end. And I was a bit surprised by that because it felt like everything that they were doing that was in any way, shape or form positive was going through him. But I guess by the sort of 70, 75th minute mark, they'd made their mind up that they were just going to start chucking balls forward and trying to go route one. And like I say, kitchen sink it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they decided against the, the creative midfielder. Again, bit of credit to the guys who keep him quiet because yeah. he didn't manage to 
influenced the game enough that it was definitive. But he was he was the main player. They didn't bring off bring on Jamal Loza, and I did wonder if Jamal Loza with a little bit of pace might have been an option for them. I was surprised not to see him come on. Obviously, we know a little bit about him. Um, I thought he might have come on uh, to try and just add a bit of pace against a slightly tiring defence who had been asked a lot of questions if you were going to play longer stuff, little flick-ons off the front men, play things like that. Um, I had half an eye on Rowan Ince as well. And again, didn't really do enough in the middle to stop our creative players. The balls that were being played through to Knowles and Wakefield weren't being stopped. We had too many opportunities to play those balls. So yeah, all three ex Yeovil players on the uh, on the uh, on the sheet didn't do much. If truth be told, a side note: when the teams were being read out before, they did give a warm welcome back quote to uh, Tavon Campbell and to, to Jamal Loza, but Rowan didn't get one. He just got a name read out. Oh so, right, okay, he's not warmly welcomed. <laughs> he's not a warmly frosty welcomed. Frosty reception back. for Rowan. Yes, Rowan Ince, but exactly. no one's quite sure. Yeah. Also, quick word for Quaig, Craig White, the goalie coach who was the only person in the entire building booing the away team when they were being read out. No one else could be bothered. Every time (laughs) as the away team were being read out, he was sat there in the goal, chatting to Max Evans or to to Grant Smith going, boo. Brilliant. Oh, well, well done, Craig. I think that matches Jordan Barnett shushing the 100 and whatever it was Woking fans when we scored that goal. (laughs) But pure shit housery. I thought that uh, that was quite something. It takes something to shush 124 fans in the seventh minute. <laughs> it does. They barely had, barely had time to take their seats, let alone yeah. make any noise. <laughs> Jordan, give them a break. Come on. But well, well, well done, Craig White. We, 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 we like all of that, don't we? We do. Yes, yeah. indeed. So yeah. he, uh, yes, he made me chuckle as I was having my pre-match coffee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that was good. It was, it was all round really, really good. I, I had a little bit of a, I was trying to think of I was trying to think of something to moan about, if truth be told. And I was going to say that we didn't kill them off. We didn't go and score a third, fourth, fifth, and go completely for the jugular. And then I thought, actually, I, I you know, I ruled two it, and they have come off the back of a really stinking stint of games. Yeah, extra times, unwanted replays, trips to Grimsby and back. I imagine there were some tired legs come 60, 70 minutes, and yeah. there wasn't a need to. There wasn't a need to. There wasn't even a need to go get the ball in the corner. We didn't bother with any of that. We just kind of carried on playing, and and just the game wore itself out basically. So mm. I did originally think I would have loved to have gone and got a third or fourth and really hammered them home, but it understandable. It, yeah, it kind of understandable considering the run that we've been on. That run comes to an end with this solid hole. I will have a full clean week before we play Yate Town. So oh, it feels it feels uh, it feels a little bit like. We're we're through through the, the the worst of it, and we can get to a little bit of a little bit of a, a lull. Yeah, it might be what some of those legs are feeling. Yeah, it was interesting to hear the manager talking in his pre-match press conference today, and he was saying that about. Uh, I think he was asked a question with regards to the options that Solio have because they do have quite a few options in their side, and he said all we can do is be what we are because we haven't got the options to be anything else. Um, which kind of what you've said there, isn't it? That uh, you know it 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 was what it looked like and what it expected them to be. But then you're relying on people like Knowles and Wakefield to go there and, as you said, be better than um, be better than what's up in front of them. But I uh, I watched the Solihull Altrincham um, game that was on the tally whilst I was listening to uh, uh, to the commentary, and um, they definitely. And I think Joel alluded to it earlier when we spoke to him. Um, they definitely can be got at. Uh, in wide positions, their fullbacks, I think. They got carved apart by Altrincham, who were a good football inside um, a couple of times. I don't know if you saw the video. There was also an Altrincham fan who came on and slide-tackled one of the Solihull players. Um, just uh, a fan ran on the pitch and did it. So um, I tweeted that out earlier and I said, warned Mr. Michael cleverly that we'll have none of that behaviour this weekend. And yes, we are thinking of you, Michael. Ah, oh, dear. Oh, dear. No, I didn't see that, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Are you there, Dave? Ever lost you? I, I, I am. Sorry, I lost you for a second there. You went a little bit roboty. So uh, <laughs> if anyone else heard that, I don't know uh, who it was. Your screen went uh, went funny as well, so... But you're here now. I can see you. I you're moving. Back. I am It's back. all right. Yes, We're indeed. here. Apologies. Let's, 
let's talk about Altrincham. We don't we don't care about them. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? Because my final fifth conclusion was that we need something to back that up. When we did the Stockport victory, I really felt like we needed to hammer it home and prove that it wasn't a one-off. And with a game against Yate Town on the horizon, which for all the FA Cup romantics out there might not be the um, might not be glamorous for us to go and win that, but it's one we should be looking to win. Um, get a result against Solihull, beat Yate in the cup, and suddenly that doom and gloom of eight without a win becomes three in a row, second round the FA Cup, a beating a good side. You know what I mean? You, you can yeah. feel how how this podcast changes if the next two results go a whole way. Yeah, you, you, mean, you mean you're going to wait until uh, November is kind of just begun and then you can tell us what you think, the Green Day's difficult second album. Remember, remember, 5th yeah. of November. <laughs> that's it. Is that what we're going for, is it? Right, I'll yeah. write that down. 5th of November, that's when Ben's going to give us his verdict. Right, okay, I've got exactly. that. So, I think that's the day before the eight game, though. So um, the fifth of November, but seventh of November. Okay, yes. remember, remember the seventh of November. We'll rewrite that. Yeah, rewrite <laughs> history on that one. Okay, but yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, like I say, watching Solly Hole, uh, they, they do seem like they can they can be got out, but they've got some very good players as well. But we can just go there and be who we are, as the manager said today. That's all we can do, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's interesting that they've they've conceded more goals than us this season. They've right. conceded 16, 17, I think it is. Yeah. We're on 11, 12, something like that. Yeah. Um, they've obviously just scored plenty more and they have plenty more in the way of attacking options. We've already named a couple of players. Andrew Dallas, of course, a player that was, well, heavily rumoured to be very nearly ours, uh, is, is with them and not exactly doing masses, if truth be told. So they've got options. If they've got players like Andrew Dallas, who they can afford to have out of goal scoring form, then they're in a pretty luxury position. Yeah. Joel mentioned that he was uh, more of a, a setup kind of man this, um, this season, uh, as opposed to the, the goal scorer that they saw down at Weymouth, I think, but they've got a few, haven't they? I mean, is it Justin Donawa? The, um, he scored actually against us. Yeah. Right last season at their place. So um, he scored again in, uh, in, in in the week as well. And I think, um, oh, I forgot how he pronounced his name, Sabara, Joe Sabara. Joe Sabara, yeah. Yeah, he looked like, um, yeah, he looked like, a, like he's scoring a few as well. So yeah, as you say, they've got, um, they've got options, but it, it, it sounds like we've also learned today that we've got a few less options than we did <laughs> that working game because Ben Seymour and Jordan Dyer. So yeah, give us your verdict based on, what was it, 94 seconds of seeing Jordan Dyer or however long it was on Tuesday night. Um, can't imagine that there's too much we can say about him, is there? No, I can confirm he does He does have the ability to run in a straight line onto a pitch okay, and then right. relatively quickly afterwards go back off of it. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for, your, thanks for that contribution, Jordan. I mean, yeah. yeah. The heat map is fairly easy. Yeah. It's on and off. <laughs> Just that's all we know it, about him. Do it, do it in a straight line. But yeah. Ben Seymour was perhaps a little bit more of a surprise. I mean, ultimately, I suppose it's Exeter's decision what they do. Um, but uh, I think quite a few people would have said he was someone that we were well, certainly someone I would have liked to have seen. Don't think. Um, no, in fact, I didn't. Didn't ever see him play live. So um, did he play on Tuesday, Ben Seymour? He, he got about three minutes. He got about, about a minute and a half more than uh, more than Dyer. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I mean, when, when you look at our loans, um, Jordan Sim, uh, Lewis Simper, I don't know why he was called Jordan. Lewis Simper has, uh, has gone back to Cambridge, recalled by them as well. Uh, so, yeah, when you look at them, and, oh, and obviously Dion Pereira. Um, we've learned today, uh, Thursday, that is, that uh, he's um, went back to Luton. Nathan Jones isn't angry with us, which is good. Good that there's still a good relationship there. Um, but Dion Pereira, uh, quote, things happened, according to Nathan Jones, um, which Dion Pereira doesn't sound like was happy with and, and therefore didn't want to come back, um, which is fair enough. If he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't want to come back. But I mean, if you look at Simpadaya Pereira, can't be a lot of minutes there. Seymour probably slightly more, um, but that's four of our. How many loans have we got? Seven, is it? Well, it was seven. It's now just three, isn't three. it? So yeah. yeah, if you add if you add up Simper 
uh, Dyer and Pereira, you're probably pushing just over 100 minutes between them. Yeah, because Pereira played minutes. the whole game, didn't he, against Notts County, I think? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Dyer has two minutes and Simpa has 16, 17 or something like that. Yeah. Not including the, the Taunton Town pre-season game. So, no. yeah, it feels like a lot of, well, potentially a lot of effort has gone into um, not a lot, really. Thankfully, it sounds like not a lot of money has gone into quite a lot because it sounds like we've been beg stealing and borrowing these players so maybe we haven't lost out too much financially and maybe it doesn't didn't matter almost that we had seven loanies because we weren't paying for them anyway yeah. so um yeah i i'm i'm with you i think seymour was was the one that we saw enough out of that we wanted there to be a bit more i think dion Pereira probably has a decent future in the game a, a level higher than this but if you don't want to play for the oval don't play for the oval i don't really I'm not bothered about that. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. Um, and then we'll never know about Dyer. Dyer is one of those players that's going to go down in the annals of history alongside sort of the, the one game wonders, the Kelly Yugas, the uh, Bakayokos, the uh, Craig Calvers of this world. Sort of <laughs> wow. in the He's players. in some history there. He's in a club. That is a club to be in. That is, yeah. To be fair, I, th- I think Craig Calver got half a dozen games. Did he? If you're talking about one game wonders, you've got Kelly Yuga. You've got England's Sam Johnston. He was one game. Zumana oh, Bakayoko, yeah. Yeah. one game. Any more for any more? He's not quite Stuart Taylor, who played half yeah. a friendly. Yeah. That would have been, that is bad. Um, there you go. Well, if anyone could think of any more one game wonders, get in touch with us. Let us know your favourite one game wonders of Yeovil Town fame. To be fair, we could do it ourselves. We have got the Glover's Cast player archive history that has been stolen from Cyberspace on the website. Oh, well, there you go. Well, we'll, we'll stick a few one-game wonders up uh, and see if anybody can think of any more. I'm sure there'll be, I'm sure there'll be a few that uh, that, that that aren't on there. But but yeah, I mean, one other thing that we did learn is um, from the manager's uh, press conference was that Ruben Reed sounds like he's progressing a little bit better. Um, Marcus very kindly at the weekend pointed out that I have a a, a thing, I have a chip on my shoulder about uh, Ruben Reed. Um, Ruben Reed of last season, definitely. Ruben Reed of this season, who knows? <laughs> we haven't seen him, have we? So um, hopefully he'll come back. But I, the, what the manager said that he was, there was nobody better this level or the one above with his back to goal. Um, so hopefully yeah, that, he can turn around and go towards the goal as well. Hopefully he can do that. That is that is high praise. That is high praise. I thought um, I thought Ada Yusuf's back to goal stuff on Tuesday wasn't horrendous actually. No. So yeah, there is there is something to be said for a decent striker who can play back to goal a little bit and be a bit more link up. And if you have got creative players around you, there's no there's no harm in that. They have to add a little bit with goal scoring as well. Um, and and of course we want we want. Ruben Reed to come back and add with goal scoring because that's how we said we were going to judge him this season. So good that he's coming back. Good that he's going to bolster the ranks sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, come back and score some goals, mate, because we could do with a hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'll be very pleased if he does that. I, uh, I'll eat this hat that I've been talking about eating for such a long time as well. But, uh, but yeah. So, um, I mean, we've got some questions, and I think we're probably slowly going through answering some of these questions anyway. But, um, do, do you want to do the questions or talk about Solihull? Which well, let's, we let's just one thing I did want to mention that we haven't mentioned yet is that Morgan Williams has had a child this week. Oh, he has. What is it? He had. Um, what was he we called? A, the, great name. Great name. Do you remember the name? Zealand. Zealand. That's it. As in New Zealand. Yeah. As in as in New Zealand. I mean, yeah. that's a strong and it's a name. New, it's a new, 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 new child. So it is New Zealand, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a new child. Yes. Yes, they often are. They often are. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's not one that he just, no, 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 it's not going there. No, but definitely. Yeah, that's a strong name. I was thinking earlier, Zealand. Zealand's a boss. Zealand's not mucking about. Like I like you can if you email a company and they're like, oh yeah, you need the CEO. That's Zealand at yeah. <laughs> multi-billion pound company.org. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who punched a hole in the wall? Zealand again. Yeah. You, know, you could see him in Silicon Valley, couldn't you, Zealand? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Zealand, yeah. Badass name that. I like it. So congratulations to Williams and to Morgan Williams and his partner. Um we did oh. have some questions, and I've diverted, and I've lost them. I've got them. Do you want me to oh, ask well, the first yeah. one? 
from your your good friend from the terrace, Mr. Christopher Fox. Mm. Um, I can't really say it because we haven't mentioned that Ian's not here, have we? Uh, people will probably guess by the fact that he hasn't been speaking. He's not been really quiet. He's just left Ben and I to um, at it, which is... Uh, uh, he's on, he's on yet another trust call. I know, yeah. He is... Uh, God, those guys meet so often. I know. Get a room, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Well, they've probably got a room. They've got our Zoom call. So oh. I'm relying on this recording, actually recording. It says it's recording, but I don't know where it's recording. So, um, so anyway... <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so Ian isn't here, so I, I will answer this one on his behalf from Mr. Fogg. Will the other Glovers cast team pay now for Ben Barrett's travel cost to come to every home game after seeing him seeing yet another victory? Uh, and then Jimmer comes in and says, I'm mine, I'm yet to see us lose. I think Jimmer's only been to one game, am I right? He went and, to the yeah, Weymouth, was, Weymouth game. Yeah, that was a draw. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, he did. Uh, he went, no, and that was a draw. And he went to Altrinum as well, didn't he? And that was a draw. So he's right. He's yet to see him lose. But, it's, it's, it's clever wording, though, isn't it? I've yeah. not even seen us concede a goal yet. No, oh, there you go. So are we going to uh, off the pavement? No, he lives so bloody yeah. far yeah. away. Yeah. So unless Ian has won the lottery and can afford uh, your fuel bill up and down the however many roads you said there before, um, then I'm afraid we're not, no. But we'll start a crowdfunder. That's what we do when we need money, isn't it? We'll start a crowdfunder, get Ben to, what's the next home game? Eastley? Is it Eastley in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're getting there. But you are at Solihull, so you yes. got, you know, the press is on to, um, uh, to, to, to get that one. So we have got another question, which you might, I don't, have you got them now? You got the questions up? I do have, yes. Do you want to read Adam Barrington's? Because there's a lot in it. Oh. I'll probably get it wrong. And you have replied, I bloody love a stat. I do love a stat. I do love a stat. Adam Barrington, thoughts on current league stats. 11 league games played. Top half played eight. Won three. Drawn one. Lost four. Bottom half played just three. Won one, drawn one, lost one. Four clean sheets. 11 goals scored. Only two teams have scored less. 12 goals conceded. Only three teams have conceded less. Overall, not a bad start. I reckon, Adam Barrington, you're right. That ain't a bad start. Who have we played in the bottom half that's beaten us? Stockport? Uh, Kingsland, no, no, opening day. Can't be Stockport, yeah. Kingsland. Um, Kingsland. Kingsland, right, okay, yeah. And that was when and we were was, uh, sent uh, off, wasn't it? And yeah. that was the bit of an anomaly game after the COVID break. Yeah. So, so what are you saying? You're saying you're right. It's not overall, not a bad start. That's not bad. To beat three teams in the top half, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. We 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 know where the problems are. Is that eleven goals scored? Isn't it? That is where that, the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> if that eleven was seventeen, chances are some of those L's would be W's and, and D's. Yeah. And we'd and we'd probably be in a slightly better place. I mean, it's a very obvious statement to say, but if we'd scored more goals, we'd be higher up the table. But that is pretty good. We have played a dis proportionate number of top half teams and we've got another one coming up when do we start playing the tosh when have we got weymouth again <laughs> uh is it over christmas oh is it towards Maybe. christmas time i think we've got them at our place and then it's easter monday i think down down there again so it's, it's yeah i think it is worth taking that into consideration and it's good to have a bit of context is what we try and do here on the glovers cast so thanks for sharing those adam and i i agree with you adam adam is being more barrett what Adam is. There you go. Right. I'll get Adam on then if that's the way you feel. If <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have Adam on. If Adam can come on and do the quiz, how about that? We'll get Adam on to do the quiz and he can bring his positivity with him. There you go, think, Adam. The I gauntlet they, is thrown down to you. It is indeed. Oh, you are gonna have to wait though, because Jimmer is the official number oh, one yeah. contender. He so Jimmer's gonna take it on next week against Rob, who has run away. Yeah. He's yeah. one week and he's not here to defend it. I know. I know. So when he's back to defend it, Jimmer gets first shot. Adam Barrington, if you want it, you yeah. get second shot. You get you get winner yeah. of Jimmer or Rob in the quiz. Yeah. Right. I've got I mean, say what you like about Clevo. He was always here on a Thursday night, wasn't he? Well, he was always correct. here. You could rely on him. You could, indeed. Okay. Next question. So, next question. Well, we've asked the one, uh, we kind of asked one of Dan Johnson's questions. We see more on Diagon. Who would you like to see come in on loan? So it was alluded to today that we aren't going to get anybody else in on loan unless somebody gives us a freebie. So unless Jimmy Smith has got a star at Chelsea who needs to be rattled by a few um, National League defenders and midfielders, we're not going to get anybody. 
And actually, I think I agreed with the manager's point of, do we need another 18-year-old kid who comes in, who needs time, who has to be bedded in, who has to get used to his teammates? Or do we see what happens with somebody a bit more experienced? Is there... I don't know. I haven't checked. I haven't had the time to check. Is there a player in League Two who is 34 years old, who is on the bench, who is maybe going through their coaching badges, who hasn't played an awful lot, who is getting 10 minutes there, getting 15 minutes here, is struggling to get a go, and who has been told quietly by their manager that if someone comes in in January, they're welcome to you? If there's that player available and we are able to go to that club and go, look, you're going to let him go in January anyway, can we take him until then and potentially turn it into us that takes him in January? Maybe someone along those lines, but without physically going through trawls and trawls of team news for League One and Two, um, then I'm not overly fussed for it. What I would say is it might mean we get a little bit more Toby Stevens. If we're going to have random kid in from wherever who comes in and is going to take time like all the other loanings have done well do you know what why take time on on benches in squads on pitches from toby stevens why not see if he's got a little bit more because the one area that i've highlighted is that our our midfield looks a little bit lopsided with an out and out left-sided player and no out and out right-sided player in there even in the three so for me is there a way that toby stevens gets a few more minutes as part of a three or if Staunton comes out of the defence when Wilkinson's back, you have Staunton and Gorman or Gorman and Worthington, and then you get 10, 15 minutes of Stevens, or you start getting other players involved. Ollie Haste maybe makes a few more benches, maybe, maybe I don't know, let's get Ben Jani in again. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe go down that route until January, because in January there will be teams that, that have to roll the dice in League 1 and 2, that have to... Um, try and bring players in and that suddenly bumps everyone down the list a little bit and there will be players that drop off who leave who are suddenly available for loan that aren't here we are at the end of October so it sounds to me like we're just going to have to get through till January and see where the land lies and see what happens we just call him matey boy then matey boy we'll have matey boy come in yeah we don't know who he is we'll just call him matey boy what's his name thingamajig yeah thingamajig yeah that's what we'll start the chant on Saturday Sign up, yeah. thingamajig. So uh, right now, I don't think I, you know, I'm not really fussed for immediate. Um, we may need it in a couple of weeks once suspensions kick in. Um, but right this very second, seems like a waste. Seems like a waste right now to stick a kid on the bench for nothing. I tell you what I have back. Uh, Josh Noyfield. He's going yeah, to need he's... to come back at some point, isn't he? His, re- his recovery is uh, coming on well, according to people at, uh, at Luton. I'm not sure whether he's back kicking balls or not yet, but hopefully by the turn of the year, he might be. I mean, he came in He came in, in January, didn't he, last year? Yeah. So if, It'd be yeah, lovely he, to have him back. He, he's an obvious one. And again, you chuck Lawson Diaz in that conversation as well. Of course, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, keep so, thinking. Yeah. yeah, if Lawson Diaz, you know, we're, we're hopeful that this Saturday against Solihull will have... Wilkinson will have Alex Bradley back. I feel like we've missed him a little bit. He's going to be a nice little addition to have yeah. in the squad, whether in defence or in midfield as part of a more maybe slightly rigid midfield three. Um, even Morgan Williams, obviously himself, after his, after his little injury, comes back in and becomes available. There are sort of just the signs that maybe, just maybe, we're going to get a few more players back. So hopefully we'll see that. Okay. So another question from Dan Johnson, because he's greedy and he keeps asking lots of questions. Um, you have as many as you want. Are, are Dale Gorman's shots from distance funny, ridiculous, or just unhelpful? Or all three? Hashtag shoot. Well, Marcus Duncan will be glad that he didn't go in because he uh, wanted, uh, he was, was going to be buying tequila, wasn't he? But um, then Tyranna Tortoise, Cy, um, says he reminds me of Fulton from Mighty Ducks. One out of five shots hits the targets. Now, I don't know what Mighty Ducks is, but it looks like a film. And there is a gif. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Whoa. Rewind. I don't know. I don't know. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. I've heard of I, I, Anaheim. I've been to Anaheim. And I've heard of the Anaheim Ducks. But is this a film? Mighty Ducks yes. of Anaheim. Right. Okay. It's your classic American sports film. Team of misfits, rejects, goes on. And, well, I won't spoil it for you, but they all end the same way. Yeah. But. Very, very humorous, typical American sporty themed film. Highly recommend. 
Okay, right. I'll put it on my to watch list. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Okay, <laughs> so you watched uh, you watched Dale Gorman sell one over the bar, I think, didn't you? Funny, ridiculous, or just unhelpful? All of the above. Um, okay. I didn't realise until watching the highlights because I was behind the goal just how far out that first one was. So on the highlights, he pings one. It's not a million miles over the bar. It should be noted. It's not far away. But he is a long way out. We're to, if, if a 45-yarder goes in, he'll have earned his damn tequila. Yeah. Because it is a long, long way out. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm happy that we're having shots because we aren't scoring enough goals. Um, I think you have to judge them all on an individual basis almost. If he had other options, if it was just too far out, that 40-yarder, no, don't do it. I don't want to be seeing that. Keep the ball, keep the possession, maintain the pressure. But a ball dropping out of the air that's been half cleared from a corner, by all means, ping it. By yeah. all means, hit the thing. Of course, if one's there to be hit, hit the thing. Um, so it's about drawing a line, I think, a little bit. Um, and look, when he when he lands one, <laughs> it's gonna win, it's gonna win, it's gonna win the glovey for goal of the season. I can already tell you that because he's really hits them well. He does strike them really cleanly. He's just not quite got his uh, his radar in just yet. Yeah. Well, I think Marcus is at uh, Solihull at the weekend as a uh, as a supporter. So, mate, do you think he should be bringing any uh, tequila with him? Won't get it in the ground, will he? Should no, I think he needs to know where his nearest off-license is. Yeah. Not too many around Solihull, if I remember. It's a little bit out on a, out on a limb, that ground. But, um, yeah, probably, probably find one around there, couldn't they? But, yeah. Um, so we do have another question from uh, uh, Toppence, Ben Topman. Um, mm-hmm. This is a really serious one, as you, as you can yeah. imagine. Um, so would you plant onion sets tomorrow or would you grow them from seed in the spring? Now, you do have a sensible answer for this, don't you? I do have a sensible answer for this. I have two sensible answers for this. I will be growing from seed in the spring. Um, two reasons. Serious reason is that I am, well, hopefully moving house very soon and I don't want to leave onions for other people. So take my onions in seed form and try them in the spring. And secondly, we did have some onions in the ground this year and they didn't do particularly well. No. So I'm going with I'm going with the other plan this time because my tomatoes, strawberries and chilies from seed all worked really well this year. So I'm going yeah. to do the onions next year. I mean, I think it's true that some onion sets are suitable for planting in the uh, later in the year but um i think autumn plant is not suitable for heavy soils prone to waterlogging um as a crop is is likely to succumb to disease i'm not reading from the royal horticultural society website here but you know onions as we all know have a limited root system so you know providing soils with lots of organic matter before planted is probably invaluable it's fair to say isn't it i i, I would agree wholeheartedly i would agree yeah. absolutely wholeheartedly it's 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 a complicated process growing onions there are many layers to it (laughs) oh no oh no he's not even sorry about that one folks he's not even sorry right so for all your onion planting uh, advice and humor this is the uh, this is the place to be people if they've just turned uh, turned on at this point will be wondering what the hell they've tuned into here who who starts a podcast at this point that's a good point. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, yeah. Well, fast forward to right towards the very end, and uh, if just they've, to if the they've made it this far, they 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 deserve a medal. Yeah. To be fair. So well, yes. Well, and 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 I think that that onion uh, trivia is uh, is medal enough. So, yeah. <laughs> we haven't got Ian to stop us tonight, have we? So what else no. are we? What else are we going to talk about? Is there anything else we should be talking about, or should we wrap this one up? I think we need to mention that. Me and you spent about 45 minutes or so going through the FA rule book this evening. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out whether or not Dale Gorman is banned. He's not. No. He has had five yellow cards, but four of them were in the league. One of them was in the cup, and they are all competition specific this season. So if he picks one up against Solihull, he would miss a game, but it wouldn't be the Yate Town game. He would um, miss the Eastley game. Eastley game. The following get the following. Uh, league match. Yeah, I did check this in with um, our other oracle, Hughish Hugh, who told me that that has all that has been the case for quite some time in the uh, with 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 League and Cup being uh, being separate. But, but I'll be honest, I didn't realise that um, until you looked it up. I mean, you gave me a bit of credit there. I didn't look up anything. You looked it up. You were the researcher, so good bit of uh, good bit of research. So yes, he will be he will be there, and maybe if 
Wilco, mm, doesn't sound like Wilco's going to come straight back in, even if he is there, does it? Um, no, I think I, I, I've got a hunch we're going to go with the same 11. Mm-hmm. I think we'll go with the same 11 and then have the extras on the bench replacing Seymour and Dyer will be Bradley and Wilkinson, Wilkinson. maybe, yeah. um, and go from there, basically. So I think we'll go with that same, that same side. Yeah. Maybe Sonny Blue comes back in as well. Yeah. So if Wilkinson doesn't, what is it, score the winner, break his nose, make a uh, playing goal for the last 12 minutes and make an amazing save. I mean, he's failed really, isn't he? If he hasn't yeah, done that. Absolutely has. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that's the minimum. That's the bar, Wilco. You've said it yourself. So that's what we're expecting from you. It is. It's a strange one, Solihull, isn't it? Because Solihull was also the game that if I remember correctly, Josh Staunton did his original injury in. Was it? I think so. Hang on. Right. I said that. See, I've said we, that without they, checking. They I've spanked us. They, 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 they beat us at their place, didn't they? 5-1 last season. They're behind closed, well, not behind closed doors, the, the lockdown years. Uh, and then we beat them 3-0, and that was a quickly hat-trick, if I remember rightly. Or was it Wilkinson went off at Solihull? I think Wilkinson went off at Solihull quite early. Um, oh, no, because so last season was the two games that you mentioned. Yeah. The 5-1 the and the 3-0. Yeah, and then before yeah. that, the season before was the 1-0, the 7 out of 7 Luke Wilkinson performance. Yeah. And then at Hewish Park in January was the 0-0 snooze fest. Oh, okay. So when yeah. did Staunton do himself? Was that was it in any of those four fixtures? No, maybe I've just made that up. No, I want to say Eastley was the one where Staunton did his. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I thought that was the second injury. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he wasn't playing for us in 2019-20, was he? So it must have been last season if he um, if he done himself. And they were anyway. both in January, and, yeah, and they were both late on, weren't they? They were both in. So I've just completely plucked that out of thin air. Well, oh, there you go. News. <laughs> but yes, last season saw two hat tricks within three days, didn't it? Because it was Jose uh, Danawa. It was Danawa that got the uh, first hat trick yeah. in the five-one, and then Quigley backed it up with a hat trick. I think it was strange that we played them three days after one another. Anyway, it was weird, right? Wasn't it? And it was two completely contrasting performances yeah. as well. So, um, so yeah, one. Well, let's hope. Let's hope it's more of the latter than it is of the former um, when, we, when we play there again. And apparently we played them in the 2016. Yeah, we played World... them in the FA Cup. In the FA Cup. We did. I remember that because I remember driving down to Solihull in the lashing rain uh, in the good old Darren Way years. And I seem to remember Zoko scoring at their place and then we lost on penalties. We did lose yeah. on penalties. Yeah. Just see if I can find yeah. who missed the... Whom, whom, do you know the two players that missed the penalties? I can't remember the players who missed the penalties, no. One left-back, one striker slash right-winger who really shouldn't have been playing right-wing. Mm. No, go on. I, I, I've tried to forget that, that, that night, <laughs> I think. Brian Dixon missed the first. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Dawson scored the second. Tom Eaves missed the third. Oh, right. Francois Zoko missed the fourth, but it didn't yeah. matter because they went and scored. Yeah. So that must have that was a cup upset, wasn't it? They were. Yeah, it was. League, they were. They were. They were. Um, what, Southern League or something at the time. Yeah, because I remember they played us um, at their place, and I think we were two 0 up in the first game, and then they got it back to two all. Then a player called Jamie Osborne, who had a really good game at our place, uh, and then he went to Grimsby because Marcus Bignett, who was the manager at the time, um, took over at Grimsby in between those games. So by the replay, he wasn't manager. Um, but I think Osborne was still around. And he took um, Asante as well, who was uh, um, who's now at Chesterfield. Why he's injured, isn't he? But yeah, there you go. Right. Brian Hedges noticed Khan. And then two goals from Jack Byrne, who is Jack now Byrne. a uh, striker at Telford, apparently. There you go. Well... So that's all of our Solihull history uh, to go with the onions as well. So uh, we know our onions and we know our Solihull results as well. Now, all we need is for somebody to put the ball in the onion bag a few times on Saturday. And we will be, we will be absolutely singing. It will be, yeah. It feels like, it feels like another big one. feels like another big one. And I just really hope we put in a performance that is, is worthy of something because it'd be great. Great to get the little, just a little streak of results going. Absolutely. Right. And we'll be doing the, uh, I remember Solihull 
season before last, that was one of the LA, LA, LA nights. And then two days later or three days later at Older Shot, we did it all again. So, um, yeah, there you go. So we finish on a positive note that that's yeah. you and me both being positive. Let's end it. Let's end it there. Indeed, we shall. Thank you very much for, for your evening. Thanks for doing that interview with Joel. No problem. Let's, uh, let's do it again at the weekend and, and forevermore, probably. Fingers crossed we'll have Ian back by then as well. Yeah, if he's not on another yeah. trust meeting. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Speak soon. See you later. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.